Nobody hires you because of what you look like. They do not care. If your obstacle is, I don't like how I look, I don't like how I sound, I'm not young, I've gained weight, I have wrinkles, I'm in my 50s, I have gray hair, I have crow's feet, I put on my 20 pounds of COVID weight like everybody else. Nobody cares. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, Executive Vice President, Strategic Partnerships with Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents harness the power of verified reviews. For more information, head on over to ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 331 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and really thank you so much for telling a friend. Uh, Today, a very special episode. I was up in Buffalo earlier this month. I was invited by Jeff Chalmers, the founder and CEO of High Tech High Touch. It's a great conference, a one-day event that's designed to bring those two features together, the technology and the building of relationships all together. Uh, His director of events, Lisa Bigger, also thank you to her for having us up uh, in, in Buffalo. And I was with a few other people and I decided on one of the panels that I was doing, I wanted to record the interview. I was going to be talking to Karen Carr, the author of YouTube for Real Estate Agents and a, and a previous guest, but also Warren Dow, who's with Savvy Card. And they both handle lead generation in, in different ways. And I was interviewing them on this panel about that topic. So I start with Karen Carr and we wrap up with Warren Dow. I think it's a fun episode. There's some great nuggets to take away to help you in your business. And let's get this thing started as I introduce Karen Carr. Grew up in New York, lived in the East Coast her whole life, and somehow ended up in Utah <laughs> to, get to be a Utah Ute. She's a trained opera singer. So she will sing for you, but she said there has to be alcohol involved. So I'm sorry. The, um, you know about everything else about her. So let's get this. We're going to start. I'm going to do, I'm not going to do a panel style. I'm just going to interview Karen first for about 10 or 12 minutes, and then we'll go ahead and interview Warren. Okay. So let's get this started. Uh, Karen, I know that, uh, that you were always, you, you had a, a bent, you had a, a, an idea that content was going to be important when you, as early in your real estate career, but it wasn't video. Talk about what you did first for content. Yes, I decided that I hated cold calling and I would rather stab my eyeballs out with a fork than cold call strangers and beg for business. So I told my broker that I was not doing it, hell to the no. And she said, well, what are you going to do instead? And I said, I'm going to blog. And she said, okay. And this was maybe seven years ago. She had no idea how on earth that was going to result in any, any business for me. So I got myself a website. I started learning SEO just by Googling it and reading lots of blog posts and watching YouTube videos. And I figured I didn't want people to come to my website and just search for homes and then say, oh, I'm interested in 123 Main Street. Because then they're interested in the house. They don't know me. They don't care what makes me different or how I'm better or worse than anybody else. then we're just gonna be competing on price and that whole conversation of, I don't wanna be a commodity. So I would write articles for my website and I can write for half an hour a day, any day, rather than cold call people or give money to uh, Zulia and Trillo. So I, I would write these articles. Now I'm no great article writer by any stretch of the imagination, but I can take my phone open the notes app, 
press that little microphone icon and talk until it runs out of time. And then I press it again and I talk until it runs out of time and it transcribes the whole thing. And then I copy it and I paste it into a blog post. Boom, blog post written. How long did you, how long did you blog? I, I, well, I still do it, not as frequently, but I did it for probably a good year. But it would take, it would take a while. It would take maybe a week for me to put together a 3,000 word blog post that then had an infographic in it and embedded a YouTube video and all this kind of stuff. And I happened to read an article one day, it was probably Chris Smith or somebody like that, that said if you embed a YouTube video in a blog post, it was 42 times more likely to show up on the first page of Google search results because it had the YouTube video embedded in it. And I thought, oh my gosh, well, I want to show up like all of my stuff on the first page of Google, but I don't have any YouTube videos. So I just went to YouTube and I, I borrowed other people's videos. So the Chamber of Commerce had a beautiful drone video. I literally just copied the URL of the YouTube video and put it into my blog post. So it was somebody else's video, but it wasn't a competitor. I was making sure I was not like driving traffic to my competition, but it was the local tourism board or the chamber of commerce or something like that. And it started to work. I started to get leads from my website because they found these articles. And then one day I just thought, well, I should just make the video myself. I mean, how hard could that be? Because you don't know what you don't know. And I wasn't going to be doing drone video and all of this complicated stuff. I literally sat in my home office. I put my iPhone on a like $10 tripod in front of me with a $10 microphone or a $12 microphone. It was the, the kind that clips on, but it had like a seven foot cord that plugged into the headphones jack of my phone. And I just talked to the camera. They were very, very simple, very little editing, nothing professional at all and started getting business from it. And it just continued to happen over and over and over again. So then I thought, all right, I will, have a I will hire a virtual assistant who will charge me like five bucks an hour because she's in the Philippines, who's just going to transcribe the videos that I make and make them into blog posts now for me so that I don't have to write a blog from scratch every single time. Let's try to you know, make this easier on ourselves and we'll just transcribe the videos. Let's share the aha moment for you when um, you had moved to Savannah, right? Yeah. And this is uh, where the whole YouTube thing was born, right? Yes. Yeah. So I had moved multiple times. That Anybody moved since you got a real estate license? Let me tell you, that's a good time. Went from California to South Carolina to Atlanta to Savannah in four years. <laughs> so starting over in a new market is great. It's awesome. So much, yeah. No name recognition, no market share, no business, nothing but free time because you have no clients to work with and lots of stress because your monthly fees going out are way far ex exceeding your money coming in, which is zero. Started the blogging, started making videos. It started to work in Atlanta, but I was getting all of those leads through the blog. So we moved to Savannah and my phone rings maybe five days later and this man says, oh my gosh, I can't believe you answered the phone. You're famous. I, oh, this is so cool. Like, honey, Derek Carr is on the phone. I feel like I know you already. We're going to sell our house in upstate New York. He was somewhere in this area. We're moving to Atlanta. We want you to help us. And I yelled at him and said, dude, you have the worst timing in the whole world. I literally moved five hours away last week. You couldn't have called me a month ago. And so I had to refer him to somebody else. 
but they were very disappointed that they were not going to get to work with me personally. And I had this aha moment, like the only reason these people are sad that I personally cannot help them is because they watched me on video enough times that they feel like they know me already. Mm. So it was literally like, oh, this epiphany moment, right? Of I'm going to make videos and I'm going to make one a week and I'm gonna do it for six months before I even stop to evaluate whether or not it's working or not, I'm just gonna give it six months and we'll see what happens. Well, within six months, I was getting almost all of my leads from my YouTube channel. Wow. Let's talk about numbers because you mentioned, uh, we heard it earlier, 15,000 subscribers, roughly 1.1 million views. Do you know how many um, potential customers have reached out to you that you could help? I wish I had that number offhand. No, I don't know. We get roughly three to five leads a day. A day. A day. People reaching out, contacting you, saying, I have some questions about Savannah. How many people want just a couple of people calling you every day? Google is a search engine. So when somebody does a search on Google or on YouTube, if the video shows up in the search results and they click on it, that's it. I do not drive traffic to it. They go find it all on their own. Is the key the titles that you use, the topics that you cover. In fact, that'll be the next question. If, if, you, if someone in this room wanted to start doing that in the Buffalo area, give me three of the killer topics that just really dominated with like, you know, numbers of views and things for you. What are the t types of videos that they should be thinking about? Okay, so remember earlier I said that my, my YouTube channel was for military buyers who were coming to Savannah because they were gonna be at Hunter Army Airfield. So moving to Savannah was number the, one of the number ones. Um, living in Savannah was one. Then later I did retiring in Savannah because even though they weren't in the military, I was getting a lot of people who found the channel who lived this area, New Jersey, Ohio, Maine, places where it snows a lot. And they said, I'm over that. I'm moving down south. They were finding those videos too. So I made one about retiring in Savannah. Anything that would attract somebody who was going to relocate to my area and was doing initial research. And that initial research is sitting down at Google and going, I wonder if someone's done something about living in Savannah and they'd find her video, right? So it's not really driving traffic to it. It's as organic as it gets. Totally organic. You've never paid a nickel to. You know, I tried it once okay. and the leads I got were inferior quality. So this is actually a really good question. I had a friend who is an SEO expert who talked me into doing a paid uh, campaign for a very expensive gated neighborhood in our area. He was convinced this was going to work. But the people would see the ad, they would click on the ad, they would go to my website, yes they would fill out a form, but they were giving me bogus information or they were like, well I don't, like, I'm going to interview three other realtors and why should I pick you and you need to re reduce your commission and it was that whole thing. So after about two months of running the ads, I turned them off and I said, I don't want these leads, these stink. When I do my own video and they call me, they don't interview anybody else. The commission conversation never comes up. They, if they're a buyer, they don't ask for a rebate. They don't do any of that stuff because they've already decided that they see my value and they like me and they would never even dream of broaching that conversation. So I've now made it so that I am like I have no competition. I'm not a commodity. It's mm -hmm. they they want to work with me. They say things and I I mean I'm not making this up. They say things like oh, I'm only buying a $300,000 house. What would it take for you to hire me as a client? <laughs> Will you please take my business? I know that I'm small potatoes and I'm not very important. Or you must be so busy 
like, can you please work me into your schedule? I'm like, okay, you know, I could make it happen if you really, you know. It's crazy. The things that they say, they act like I am some major celebrity and I'm doing them this huge favor. Who doesn't want that? I mean, that's great. Final question, final question for Karen, because we're really short on time doing this style. One piece of advice you would give an agent in this room or a new agent thinking about using video. What one piece of advice would you give them? Nobody hires you because of what you look like. They do not care. If your obstacle is, I don't like how I look, I don't like how I sound, I'm not young, I've gained weight, I have wrinkles, I'm in my 50s, I have gray hair, I have crow's feet, I put on my 20 pounds of COVID weight like everybody else. Nobody cares. They only care about how you can help them, how you can solve their problems, how you can help them achieve their financial goals. What you look like is totally irrelevant. They don't care, so quit making it a thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Karen Carr. <laughs> All right, next up, next up is Warren. We're going to talk to Warren about uh, lead generation as well. Let's look at Warren's little background uh, notes. Brown University, wow, Ivy League, very cool. I like it. Tennis and crew. Wow, that fits Brown University perfectly. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, what else would you do if you went to Brown? Um, <laughs> I mean, no, that's great. It's awesome. No, trust me. I mean, crew is awesome, dude. We, now I'm going to stop right there. And, you know, most importantly here, a marketing and sales strategist, technology consultant. So let's start with this. What we're trying to do here is, is take technology, merge it, that high-tech, high-touch thing, into a sphere of influence of, a, of, a, of the people in the room. They all have an SOI, everybody does, right? So let's talk about how we, your, your approach, how would you do that, how would you kind of bring that high-tech, high-touch world together? Yeah, um, well, I think first off, thank you for the intro, definitely. Um, it's, I, I, I work with a lot of different agents, brokerages, MLSs, associations, organized real estate, financial institutions trying to make investment in this space. So the lead generation that I've worked with is different than the lead generation that you may be working with. So I think that that's important to, you know, some of the tidbits that I can pull out from my experience, I hope can help you. First and foremost, technology is never going to replace a realtor. You wear so many hats um, as psychologists, uh, counselors, negotiators, marketers, salespeople, like you, you have so many roles. Technology will never replace a realtor, but a realtor with technology is gonna replace one without. I'll use an example. I landed at Savvy Card, um, and you know, at its core, Savvy Card is a digital business card solution. I'm not pitching Savvy Card at all, but blending technology into your social sphere of influence is what Savvy Card is all about. So for instance, um, Anissa came up to me just a few minutes ago and she asked for my business card. Truth is, I don't carry business cards. I have a digital business card. The reason I don't carry a physical business card is because I know what happens to them. 95% of them end up in the trash or in the washing machine or a dog eats them. And you know, whenever somebody actually needs your information and they try to refer you, they're like, oh, I think I have their card in my desk at home. I'll get back to you when I have their info, right? When Anissa came up to me, I, I said, hey, can I text you my business card and follow up with you later? She said, sure. Here's my, here's my name, here's my number. 
So I just did two things at once. I got her cell phone number and her contact information, which I have a directory of every person I've ever shared my business card to. I can export it into my CRM. The second thing is she gave me permission to text her later. An SMS follow-up, text message follow-ups, 95% of text messages are read within like the first three minutes of receiving them. So getting that permission is really important, but what's even more important is referral business, right? Real estate's all about referral business. When Anissa wants to share my contact information to maybe her colleague, maybe her broker, I'm gonna get notified in real time. If she shares my savvy card to them, I get a text message that says, hey, Anissa just shared your savvy card to John. Here's John's phone number. And I'm gonna call John within a couple minutes of me getting that text message while I'm still top of mind. So the whole referral process is kind of broken because number one, you don't know when you're getting referred. Number two, you don't know who you're getting referred to. So, you know, and as far as blending technology and, you know, high tech, high touch, um, I think, you know, this, that's a really great example of a way to, you know, take the whole referral networking side and leverage technology for exactly what this business is supposed to do. You might have answered this question, but what, what channel should people be thinking about? Is it texting? Is it, where's, where's Alex? Is it print? <laughs> when, they're, when they're following up with their people and they're trying to uh, bring them down that path, what, are, what should they be doing? Well, I think that we in this industry, and based on the number of conversations I've had, we try to group all of the leads contacts, prospects, peeps into like a one size fits all mentality. We are marketers first and foremost, right? I mean, do, how many of you agree that we are marketers in the real estate space? So how many of you have heard about like what a marketing funnel looks like? Okay, you have top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, right? So you have your awareness stage, your interest stage, your desire stage, and then a decision-making stage. So if I'm putting out a, I, let's say I have a listing on the market, somebody reaches out to me because they want to go view that listing. They're already at a really low stage in that funnel. I want to follow up with them quickly, and I want to, that's going to be text message, that's going to be a phone call. If they reached out through my website because they were interested in that property, it's all about time to contact. So I'm going to try to reach them through the two methods that are most likely they're going to pick up, which is calling and texting. If they don't answer, then I'm going to shoot them an email a couple minutes later, and I may even send another text message maybe an hour later. But if they're higher up in the awareness stage, I don't want to be aggressive. My goal is to take from wherever they came in. Oh, they're interested in my brand? Well, I want to get them to my website so I can understand really what are they interested in. So I might have some free giveaways, right? Give value, and it can, that value can help me identify where they are in the process. So for instance, maybe it's I have a downloadable guide for moving with kids, moving with pets, downsizing, right? And depending on which one that they choose, I'm going to identify how I want to follow up with them and what the appropriate cadence or, I guess, how often I should be following up with them and also what mediums I'm going to be using, email, text, phone call. 
Yeah, the ability to identify what where they're coming from completely changes. It's not a one-size-fits-all drip campaign anymore. It's very specific. Yeah. So I'm really aware of the time. I'm going to ask you that same question, right? I want to make sure that uh, you get the same opportunity. What one piece of advice would you give a new agent or someone in this room about this process? Ooh. Don't be scared of technology. You can't break it. You're going to make mistakes, and that's actually good. You learn a lot more from mistakes that you make than the successes that you have. Big picture, technology is going to continue to evolve, and I, you know, don't be resistant to it. I think you just really try to adopt things. Not every piece of technology is going to work for you, but be open to trying new technologies because not everybody else is, and it can be a great way to stand out. Warren, everybody. Um, take, advantage, take advantage of the time you have here. Now, the three of us are all sharing an Uber to the airport when we're done, but like, make sure you track these two down and ask them questions. You're going to get some great information out of them. They're, they're awesome. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Thank <laughs> you.